ladies and gentlemen welcome to episode 30 of the fighting goat where your host and dost arjun aka mystic chips chipal katti and somesh the superhuman camera will run you through an exciting episode but before that we'll speak of conor mcgregor we'll speak of last week's ufc fights where anthony smith dismantled his opponent a lot more some major mismatches in mixed martial arts and sir ufc 266 that's coming up all of this after this short commercial break we'll see you on the other side Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode thirty of the Fighting Goat, where your Fighting. host and host Arjun, aka Mystic Chips, is here yes, with yes, me. Sir. It's a beautiful Tuesday house. morning, and Superhuman Kamra, who's always charged up to take you through this wonderful episode of what <laughs> happened last week, what's coming up, and also the topic for today is. MMA major mismatches. Yeah, you know what is a mismatch? Firstly, you said it's a beautiful morning. Huh? Beautiful hoga, but it's weather-wise. Sorry, boss. It's not. <laughs> it's Bombay is going through a little bit of a crisis right now, where the morning is mornings are usually reserved for test matches, and uh, and then by afternoon we we'll pull the covers up because uh, pull the covers on. <laughs> Because the rain is starting, I'm slowly. I think Bombay is blending into England weather exactly. without the cool, without the cool weather. You know, without the yeah, cool without, weather. exactly. No, no, without you know, without all the coolness and lesser Indians, <laughs> <laughs> lesser Indians, Pakis and Bangladeshi. That's the only part. We have lesser of those in India. <laughs> I was honestly telling a friend of mine. She's like, she's like, you went to England after I think a good. Uh, You know, after a good like five, six, seven years, and then right. she was like, "Oh, I went to England." I was like, "Where are the white people?" <laughs> well, all the white people have moved to other parts of Europe because they're all going to Europe. They're going to Spain, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's not very safe out there, apparently. But we're not going to be commenting on that. England is a beautiful place, great place to play cricket. But yeah, Bombay weather currently, Mumbai yeah, weather is currently. Anything those cricket has been stalled. Dude. Yeah, I know. No, UAE is the place to play. UAE is the place. UAE is the place for cricket, sports, and also mixed martial arts because we're yes, going to be back in the studio October thirtieth for oh the next pay per view, and that's a big that's one. In, uh, and October thirtieth is in Abu Dhabi. Yes, Abu Dhabi. Yes, it is. In it's Yassalim. so close to us, but we sadly, sadly, no. I'm very happy to be back in the studio. Yes, but I wish we were on location on the ground. Inshallah, one day will happen. Maybe. Who knows? But our budget is very low. Now the budget is not even listening. I am listening to the budget. What can I say now? Even but it's the same party we give our people also. Like, Absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sir, there is no budget. <laughs> <laughs> But speaking of people who don't have budgets, was the last week in the UFC, my friend. We had Anthony Smith who came back with a bang. You know, he's he's back. He's put together two fights now, and um, you know, it, it's it, it's so funny. There was a little bit of bad blood that took place after the fight, after he choked out his opponent, and even before the fight. I don't know what happened exactly. I don't know why there was bad blood. Was some was there some uh, smack talk regarding something? I, there was, I don't know. The, you know, you know, there was a lot of smack talk because Ryan Span apparently was uh, telling Anthony Smith that you know you're fighting for your family, but I'm fighting for the country, and I'm fighting country for my honor. What? And all of that. So you know, honestly, weight cuts sometimes don't help a lot of people. So yeah, this yeah, time, no, it just no. it just kind of went a little overboard, and I guess that rolled over to post fight because you know typically what happens uh, in a fight when it gets over too quickly, you still have that. Rage yeah. in you, you know. Correct. You yeah, to... you you saw it in Anthony Smith. He was just yeah. jumping around his face. He was getting into Ryan Span's face. Right. And one would think that you know he gave some Mahbhen Gali before or something. You know. Absolutely, absolutely. And Herb Dean, poor chap, had to step in, pick him up, and literally take him out of there. So. Yeah, you know there was slightly dramatic out there. Am I, I going to give points to Herb Dean, man? Good body lock. <laughs> yeah, that was a very good body lock. You know, very In good fact, body lock. Hey, he had the gable grip perfectly, turned his shoulders over, and yeah. like Anthony Smith is like, dude, I'm not trained for this. <laughs> <laughs> well, my next opponent is Herb Dean. <laughs> you know, But the still, Herb is not going to come back to our show if we keep talking like this, right? <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? The good part is that uh, what what I have heard is that the referees yeah. also have to undergo some. Kind of training to keep oh, yeah, these yeah. guys in check, and didn't uh, Steve tell us that? Yes, uh, he, he did. He did. Last, uh, guys, know. if you've not caught that episode, go back. Episode number twenty-eight was live with Steve Mazagadi. If you don't listen to it, you're an idiot. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of. <laughs> but yeah, he Steve made a lot of good points that day. Yeah, you know, Steve awesome. made some good points. And you know, it's so you know, it's so good to see that if you are in a job where you are in a high pressure zone, you know, where there's a lot of conflict, there are chances where things could get out of hand. And before the security steps in, it's very important for the referee to kind of break it uh, at some level. So I think that's a very, very important thing. And as you rightly said. Uh, Herb's grip was great. He picked up Anthony Smith and just put him in the side and kind of uh, averted yeah, a very, very yeah, exactly. controversial Herb used to fight. I mean, you know, but the, the difference is the Brazilian referees will go straight in for like flying armbars and correct, Alba correct. Platas and, and correct. Bogo Platas. Correct. <laughs> Can you imagine like Aldo being a f***ing referee back in the day? Ulta Tena Kuch Kiya suddenly. Fighter got knocked out by flying me. Why a referee came? <laughs> but, Don't be yeah. surprised, actually. But you know, uh, Somesh, one thing that's been we've been talking, we've been seeing are these ridiculous weigh-in altercations in yes. smaller promotions, yes, which have been going on. We saw one last week again. I can't recall for the life of me which promotion it was. Yeah, but it was it was a minor one of these minor league promotions where I don't know are promoters doing this just to drum up interest in the fight. Is this all one big tactic? See, look, you know, okay. The veins are essentially, is meant to do PR for the fight. It's meant to, the crash talk is supposed to come out. You're going to have a little bit of aggression, but this is not aggression. I mean, a couple of weeks back, a fighter got knocked out at the veins with with a flying knee. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now this is getting stupid now. Well, you know, I'm not too sure if other fighters are doing it to build themselves up. Or is there drug testing happening out there? Or are the weight cuts not working? Or is it a PR stunt? I don't know what's happening. But it's sad to see that most of these people feel, you know, these altercations are the way to get more numbers. Mm. But I I don't think it's always true. Because yeah, you know, there may be one Conor McGregor who's punching, you know, musicians around. But it's it's not the most, it's not the most efficient way to go about because you need to prove yourself before doing these things. And if it doesn't come naturally, just don't do it. But, you know, (sighs) you know, you're absolutely right that there are so many of them happening off late. It's just kind of getting me wondering if it's exactly, uh, is it planned or are the fighters doing it purposely or what is going on? No, you know, the thing is uh, with other promotions when I've worked, where, uh, you know, where commentators have to announce the veins as well. Right. And I'm standing there and my promoter boss comes and tells me, he's like, you know, can you have a word with these guys? Yeah. Uh, yeah. With regards to, you know, because, it's, uh, you know, some fighters are just who are not, especially who are novice young fighters who don't know what needs to be done. They yeah. need to be told like, you know, get onto the stage, stare down. Look at, look at each other, then look at the camera, smile, and then you move on. Got it. And then if you have, you know, a little bit of your personality coming out and you saw, we saw that with a couple of guys slowly in India, where guys are, you know, putting themselves out there. They understand the value of it. Correct. Nowhere near the stupidity that we are seeing. No assault. No, I mean, you know, it's, Correct. it's, it's Correct. dangerous because A, the fight can get called off. I think there should be a huge fine for it. Or any kind of altercation. Yeah, okay. Vandele Silva's chest push and Calvin Qatar getting That's pushed fine. and all that. That That's is fine. fine. Yeah. Yeah. But no throwing, no, no punching and kicking and no, no, no. That's yeah. like a big no, no. You know, it's it's a serious no, no. I I yeah. I completely agree with you. But again, you know, coming back to UFC. I fight mean, Eon Kutilaba, man, poor guy. Oh, he's man. he's known for the, for the antics at the vein as well. Absolutely, Eon Kutilaba, who surprisingly came in bald in this fight versus Devin yeah, Clark. Nah, he was, looked weird. Yeah, I didn't like. It. <laughs> but you know, I, somebody yeah. should tell him. I think he likes that. I think he likes that. <laughs> Maybe he wants to be, uh, I don't know. He started, he lo- I, I, I didn't know if I was looking at uh, Daniel Vettori or, uh, sorry, Marvin Vettori or, uh, <laughs> or Yon Kutulawa because they look very similar. Yeah. It yeah. goes to show how huge Vettori is as a middleweight. Huh? Like yeah, if I can yeah, confuse him and Kutulawa. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, you know, so uh, Ian Kotlaba put up a clinic. However, I felt the damage on Devin Clark was a little too much. You know, it was, I mean, he's just too, too, too strong. And it Dude, was... the teeth, his teeth. Yeah, he saw his teeth got mangled, man. Yeah, I mean, it was... It was it I hope was, he's got a good crazy. dentist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <I> mean, <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, Ian Kratlaba defeats Devin Clark. It was a unanimous decision, a pretty good one. And in a good wrestling event, clinic, actually, I would say, you know, he well, showed some beautiful. very good trips. He showed some very good uh, these things. And he's showing, I think he's realizing that, you know, everybody eventually realizes you've got to have a more rounded game. Yes. Even yes. though he's the Hulk who comes there and trying to smash something. It's good. Now people know he's got a second dimension, you know, he's, just, he's, got, a, he's got another level to him. Correct. Another layer somewhere. 
Correct. And Anthony Smith, who is 50 professional fights plus, who's known for his knockouts, luckily gets a beautiful rear naked submission. And that was the week that was. Yes, sir. The week that was had a lot of controversy. Of course, apart from that, we've always in our nonstop news with uh, Jake Paul. And now Derek Brunson is uh, the next man to talk to Jake Paul. And it's actually funny. I don't know what Paul is doing, but he seems to be riling up all these wrestlers and telling them (laughs) to come out and start fighting and boxing. And at the end of the day, I think Jake Paul is the biggest winner here. Seriously, everybody's a winner. I mean, look at Woodley walked away with good money. Uh, ben Askren walked away with good money. Correct. And and maybe there is something to it. But as of now, a lot of purists are, you know, the ones who are saying that, you know, enough of this nonsense, enough of yeah. this shit show. And I think this is happening in boxing everywhere. Everywhere. Well, sadly, I think it reached a peak when Vitor Belfort took on Holyfield and people said, listen, you know, this needs to stop. This now needs to stop because... He's 60 years old, dude. How did he even get sanctioned? Seriously. Seriously. It's dumb. It's it's just dumb and it's it's irresponsible. And, you know, we're going to get, we're going to invite a member of uh, Athletic Commission one of these days. We're not going to tell you who, but we're working on it. Right. And we're going to find out what the rules are and how, you know, how stipulations. And he's a former member, so they can spill the secrets. And right. that's the best part because we can't get a current member. Otherwise, you know, we'll get our asses kicked in the bargain. Yeah. <laughs> but that being said, we are now ready to move on to our next segment. We at the Fighting Goat Mystic Chips and the Superhuman Camera. We'll take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 30. If you had 30? I yes. You, I thought we were 29. Oh, no, 30. I just said 30. Oh, damn, 30. <laughs> See, this is a mismatch. Woo-hoo, this is a mismatch. 30. <laughs> hey, it's not a, anything. This is not a mismatch, man. But speaking of mismatches, yes, we are back. Episode 30, where Mystic Chips and Superhuman Camera are going to be speaking on their biggest mismatches in the sport of mixed martial it's, arts, modern era and old era. You know, the thing is, before we even get into the subject of mismatches and before we yeah. start giving you names... Mismatches are essentially think two things that never that should not be together, and mismatches have had happened have happened in every aspect of the sport. In right. not just fighting, in not just fighting, it's happened in football, it's happened in cricket, it's happened right. in anything. Right. You know, and you've seen you know instances of mismatches. Mismatches don't generally need to be disparity in size or disparity in you know. It's usually of a multitude of things. It should be disparity in skill. In, it's got a couple of factors. So Very when true. you talk about when you talk about mismatches, it's like Sachin Tendulkar facing off against me, you know, Ruparel College, Ruparel <laughs> College fast bowler. That is unfair, and that is just uh, you know confidence shaking and and shattering. It's uh, or you know gully cricket boys playing against professional players. That is a mismatch. Correct. So that's Correct. what mismatches mean. And I remember the first time you know when when I was a boxing fan, I remember seeing Muhammad Ali. Taking on a British Southpaw boxer, I think Duval. I don't. I forgot. I, I keep forgetting. I got it too. I need to start writing things down more before <laughs> we get onto the show. But I remember this man got knocked down five times in seven minutes. Oh and man, that's, that's what you call a mismatch. One of the greatest mismatches in boxing, according to me, was Manny Pacquiao versus Oscar De La Hoya, where Oscar was right. fighting at his lowest weight. Manny was lighter than the weight limit, and he looked fresh and young. And Oscar was looking drained out and you could see that fight. That mismatch was Manny Pacquiao battered him so badly for eight rounds that Oscar De La Hoya had to quit on his stool. Right. And that right. was an epic mismatch. And I think, you know, Somesh, what were your what were your best, you know, examples of mismatches, man? Well, coming to my first major mismatch in the sport of mixed martial arts. So here I'm going to be combining a lot of fights. So it's not just about <laughs> the UFC. No, no, we're talking in but general. Yeah, you know, it's it's just about general mismatches. The first mismatch that I really saw was in Pride FC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when Fedor Emelianenko took on Zulzinho. This 450 Zulu, pound, you mean Zulu, Zulu. Zulu, Zulu. Like his name is Zulzinho. But Thank they God. call him Zulu. He is this six foot seven, 450 pound monster that was facing someone who's like 230, 240 pounds. And Fedor could have easily cut to middleweight, okay? His weight was out always. Absolutely. He could have easily cut to middleweight. <laughs> now that you think of it, Fedor at middleweight, f- Man, that, that would have been something, dude. 
man, that would have been crazy. But you know, coming back to my first Sorry, match is yeah. is in Pride FC, Zulu versus Fedor. It looked like a mismatch as two individuals who are probably you know. I mean, multiple weight classes apart. So one is two forty pounds, one is four fifty pounds. But just the sheer skill set, just the sheer skill set, actually bothered me because this fight ended very, very quickly. Pride had ten minute rounds. I think this fight ended in the first two minutes where Fedor just came in with that left hook. Zulu fell down, and he just went on pounding him. And Zulu had to tap out because yeah, it was I mean. it's Fedor punching your raw face out there. And I was like, dude, this is so bad. you know i mean of course i do understand sometimes you know the promotions want to sell the fight so it may look like a mismatch correct but- no that's the thing you know that's the second part i was getting to you know the mismatches okay theek hai anybody can have a mismatch on any given day you know right. it can look like it <clears throat> i mean like for example calvin qatar was this highly touted uh, prospect but against max holloway it was a big mismatch because he got right. battered and brutalized against uh, right. uh, max holloway so right. i'm just saying as a as a promoter like okay Uh, you know, sometimes you, you know what that you, you know. Sorry to cut you off, but as yeah, you sorry, say no. this, I you know I do remember that when BJ Penn came back, he was facing Yai Rodriguez, and even on paper, it looks like a great fight. But Yai Rodriguez knocked him out in the first round, and it was it, it was know, hang on. no no. I'm very biased, and I'm very. Uh, it was very, BJ uh, Penn's comeback fight. I think this was BJ Penn coming back for like the eighteen hundredth time. And Vijay <laughs> Pan is also like some forty now, so yeah. and he's taken so many breaks, and he's not an actively training fighter in the last ten years. He's correct. Not. Okay, so this was two thousand seventeen, I believe. You know when he Dude, came back. Come on, man! I mean, Vijay has been around for so he's one of the greatest lightweight champions. Absolutely, he's a dual Absolutely. champion, lightweight and welterweight. Beat some of the toughest SOBs in the market, and I can go out and say there are Vijay Prime Vijay. Come. On. Yeah, but you know, see, that's what I'm saying. Prime BJ is one conversation, but when we speak of you know BJ coming back and facing a fresh Yair Rodriguez, it's a mismatch. In my eyes, that is a mismatch. You know, it it, it it shouldn't have happened. But anyways, that's not on my list. My first one is Fedor Emelianenko, the Russian, um, whatever you can call him, the last emperor. The last emperor, dude. How can but, you forget? You know, I was I was actually going to call him the Russian mafia, but I said no. So I was like. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, there is no secret that uh, Fedor Emelianenko has been spotted riding horseback with the prime, with the with the head of Russia, Vladimir Putin, <laughs> and so pochao admi hai. Maybe he hangs out with the Chechen mafia. Maybe he hangs out with the gangsters. Who knows? I yeah. mean, you look at only you get scared, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, he's absolutely. a kind of come on. But you, you know, know, another massive mismatch was when uh, former UFC light heavyweight champion John Jones took on Chael Sonnen. And Chael oh, literally yes. locked himself into that match. I don't know for what reason he was not a number one contender. He was not uh, close to the title picture. I don't know how he got in. I think it was a last minute replacement. Had to be. Well, if I'm not mistaken, in that particular fight, I think Dan Henderson was supposed to face John Jones, and he pulled out. And mm-hmm. Chael and Chael Sonnen was, you know, kind of yapping his mouth ever since. And the greatest I, talker, though, you know, as you know, as you rightly said, I think he talked himself into this fight. He did. He completely did. And I don't know how it happened. And then when it happened, everybody just knew. Okay, yeah. And if anybody thought different, you know, I don't know. Then I don't know. Yeah. The way it came out, <laughs> you're just like, okay, this is ending now in like the next three seconds. Well, but it did end in the first fight, right? Dude, it ended in the first three minutes. The first round. The first round. I mean, I'm sorry. First yeah. three minutes. Oh God! Jones brutalized him, man. Brutalized him. He broke his toe in the process of brutalizing him. Jones, oh God! Dislocated his fucking toe, and oh, while brutalizing, that was one of the biggest mismatches. But I would say, you know, when you when you talk about the entire science of the mismatch uh, and why mismatches occur over and over, I think it's promoters and it, it's always, you know, as an underdog, you want your chance to get in there. Who doesn't want the chance to take out a champion? Well, but Chael, you know, if I'm not mistaken, Chael Sonnen wasn't middleweight, so he went up to light heavyweight for this fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Anyway, a lot of middleweights walk around at light heavyweight anyway. Right, right, just right. Just have to cut down. I mean, it's a matter of cutting down about twelve pounds at the end of yeah, the day. Yeah, but you know, not you know, like not when you have to face John Jones. Oh, when you have to face John Jones, and that too. But I got to give it to Chael, dude. Short notice, and yeah, that too. Yeah. Short notice and John Jones, but you know another man who took it on short notice was Alaya Quinta versus Khabib. 
you know, taking yes. a Khabib on short notice. God. But that didn't turn out to be a mismatch. That's Correct. the best part. Correct. That's the opposite. Sometimes this, the gamble pays off. Exactly. It exactly. would have been a mismatch. Everybody was going to be like, oh, Khabib is going to cream him. Khabib is going to smash him. It didn't happen. Dude, he could not even take him down after round one. Correct. It didn't happen. It, it was that good. Man. But yeah, I completely agree with I you. Want John I want Jones, to see that rematch. John Jones versus Chael Sonnen is such, such, such a one of the biggest is one of the biggest mismatches in the world of fighting. Absolutely. absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. There are so many mismatches. I remember like uh, seeing a dream event where highly, highly, highly experienced, highly decorated kickboxer took on, you know, Todd Duffy for a New Year's Eve card. Yeah. And that fight ended in a blink because the fighter didn't know what to do inside. I mean, A, see, okay, you know, I can understand wow. you getting stressed out facing somebody like Alistair Overeem. Firstly, it's Alistair freaking Overeem. Correct. You know, and he was, this was during his horse meat days, you know, when he was like, <laughs> I like horse meat and I eat horse meat five times a day. And, you know, it's good to go to the gym and have horse meat. So I love it, dude. Alistair, we're listening to this dude, don't kick my ass. I just love you. <laughs> Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Absolutely, absolutely. Just like I do my Anderson Silva. Ah, it's a big fight. It's normal. It's nice. You've seen number one. Number me. And it's you. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Anderson Silva. <laughs> uh, it's good. It's good to be here. I like. <laughs> Shell is a good man. <laughs> I can't. Okay, my voice is still recovering, guys. It was it was a little screwed up yesterday, but catch me on any other day, and I would do this for you properly. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so Todd Duffy, as tough as a guy he is, he took on a behemoth in freaking Alistair Overeem. I mean, that's not yeah. right. And that's yeah. a complete mismatch. So, but kabi kabi hota hai na. You also want to reach for the stars and jump at the toughest contenders. Correct. But Correct. then that's what happens. But where does the responsibility lie? Like, you know, sometimes it can go horribly wrong. Horribly, well, horribly wrong. You know, that's precisely why the promotion president should not be a matchmaker. Because matchmakers are made, like they are there to make sure that it's a competitive fight. It's a competitive fight, you know, but sometimes, as I said, there are various pressures coming from all over to really sell tickets and pay-per-views and all of that. Yeah, of course. So my course. second, my second one on the list is actually Randy Couture versus James Tony. Oh my God, that was idiotically mismatched. You know, when James Tony was making his UFC debut, a boxer, James Tony, the decorated yeah, actually, James Tony. Actually, he's a very decorated boxer, man. James Tony's big. You know, he was, he Both was... Big. You know, he was facing, and again, James Tony debut, zero and zero in mixed martial arts, coming in, facing Against. a former champion, an excellent boxer. A four-time and, and, former champion. And an even better wrestler in Oof. Randy the Natural Couture. And I was like, dude, does well, this, I remember that fight. You know, does this even make sense? And I remember it was just a very simple, you know, he took him down very easily. Dude, he caught his toe and took him down. And it got over like in the first two, three minutes. Yeah. And it was Randy doing time pass. Exactly. You know, I mean, Randy himself must have thought, you know, like, listen, this is, this, this like, looks like I'm a mismatch. Let's make it competitive. Let's make yeah. it a little competitive. Let's make, it, let's make it look nice. Like, you know, in 70s and the 80s, this was happening with ace boxers. Yeah. Where they was just so much more dominant. Yeah. That the mafia would come and tell them saying, listen, make it competitive. Yeah. You have to carry the guy for a couple of rounds so that we, our guy doesn't look bad. And also the people who really buy tickets don't, yeah, exactly. don't be like, oh, dude, it's over so quickly. Dude, people who, hey, come on, like I can, you know, Dana White said this about Anderson Silva during Anderson's godlike run when he was yeah. in God mode. Saying, I can understand why people are booing Anderson because he finishes the fight in f-ing three minutes. Correct. And it's not competitive. He's making the guy look like a fool. Correct. Correct. So I can understand if people don't want to do that. And people, that sucks because then what can you do, man? The guy's so dominant. What can you Correct. do? Correct. Correct. People want to see a back and forth. So, you know, that's the thing. So it has to be competitive and mismatches sometimes do that. You, you can't, you know, I mean, James Tony, that's a great example because James on the ground was literally a fish out of water. Correct. He was really wondering what, what, what needs to be done. He had absolutely no idea. And, you know, it's, it's especially, you know, these cross-discipline matches where, you know, boxers go into MMA, it happens all the time. Yeah. But, you know, it, you know, one can, one, the argument can be made when Conor McGregor went to um, face off against Floyd Mayweather. It was yeah. not as much as it was a mismatch as, you know, Conor still held his own. Yes, he got outclassed. Yes, of course. But then again, look at who he's boxing. 
Look at who is boxing. He's boxing one of the greatest boxers in the world. You know, again, in that case, you know, 48 and 0, if I'm not mistaken, Floyd was 48 and 0 at that point of time. 48 or 49. And Connor was debuting in boxing. And it's, you know, as you rightly said, it's like a very low level, you know, guy bowling to Sachin Tendulkar, even though Sachin Tendulkar is, you know, not currently an active cricketer, but he can still hit Mm. you out of the park, even out of his bed. Sachin Tendulkar can wake up with one hand and hit us. Yeah. You know, yeah, so it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 no, but, but the thing is, I got to give Connor points for that because Connor at least landed a shot or two. Correct. He may have even won one round because of his trash talking and, and fun. Correct. Correct. But you know, at the end, of course, it was a mismatch because Floyd just made it a, you know, made it funny. And guys like Canelo Alvarez though makes everybody look like a mismatch. Because <laughs> he's just miles ahead of everybody else. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, that's the thing. But the gross mismatches have stopped. Because initially, even in the UFC, we, saw, we found these huge mismatches between guys. You know, where it was, there was just no competition. There was nowhere, there was nothing, there was nothing there in that fight. You know, you know, when you speak of gross mismatches, you know, there was a time when Anthony Rumble Johnson was fighting in the welterweight category, which is a yeah, 170 I mean, pounds. Know, somebody needs to tell me what his diet was because I need to be <laughs> able to do that in 10 days. I need to be able to do that in three days when we go on the air. <laughs> so there was there was a fight I remember Anthony Rumble Johnson was facing this guy called Yoshiyuki Yoshida. Oh, I remember that poor poor man. And you know Yoshiyuki Yoshida was a small welterweight because like he Jap- should have been lightweight to be honest. You know these you know these Japanese don't cut weight. So if they are walking at one seventy, they fight at one seventy. There's no there's no concept of weight cutting. Hmm. So. He was looking like three weight classes below Rumble Johnson in that fight. He is three weight classes. <laughs> Rumble is 265, dude. <laughs> but I think this is way back, you know, maybe like 2010, 2000. Yeah, it was about 10-11 uh, years ago. You know, then, because, you know, you know 10, 11 years back, this fight happened. But I remember seeing this fight. And I think got over in the first 40 seconds because Rumble is so strong and he's not a welterweight. He's the thing is in the fight, like the Hulk, how the Hulk grows. I could see Rumble's weight coming back on. I could see him putting the weight back on through the fight. Right. He was just putting on the mask while he was walking only. You know, and he was he was gassing. He, he knew he had one minute because he would gas. Yeah, you know, you know, Yoshida was looking so uncomfortable out there. And I remember because I saw this fight on YouTube. You know, since I would we be were terrified. You know, since <laughs> we were doing this episode, you know, since you know, since we were doing this episode, I actually yeah. really you know did a little bit of research. I said, huh. you know, that what are the mismatches? And this fight came, and I saw the fight, and I'm like, Yoshida's Dude. looking so small and so petrified and so out of place. And that one single punch just ended the show. It ended the show. And Rumble Johnson, you know, Rumble Johnson threw Daniel Cormier with a punch across the cage. Dude, you know, it's Rumble Johnson experimented with his weight going up in different weight classes. First middle weight, then light heavy weight. He now has trouble making the 265 weight limit. He's that big. I think his head is 170 pounds. Well, just some good burgers out there. Yeah, man. Good burgers and maybe Johnny Hendricks Steakhouse as well that has contributed Absolutely. to that weight rise. And you know, it's so funny, but that, you know, against Cormier, Cormier is such a tough SOB, man. He's yeah. so tough. He took that punch, but he sent Cormier flying across the bloody Absolutely. room. Absolutely. He hits that hard. And imagine Bichara Yoshida has got nightmares about that thing. Yeah. That that That's how bad that mismatch was. But in, I think in summary now, I think the greatest, but I think the grossest mismatch was Sonnen versus Jones. There was no Absolutely. business of Jill Sonnen being inside that ring. I don't know how it was made. I don't know how it was sanctioned. I think it was a, it, it was more of a, you know, had to fill up a PR slot. It was a last minute replacement, I think. That's all. Well, and they needed somebody to talk there. His way through it. Correct. And nobody talks better than Jill Sonnen. Absolutely. But next week is a fight card that requires a lot of talking about. Yes. And there is no PR that's not required for that fight night. So that concludes our entire conversation about the mismatches. Because I promise you, when we come back, there are no more mismatches for UFC 268. I mean, 268, right? Yeah, 268. 266. 266. Oh my God, I've been saying UFC 268 for all this long time. God, maybe that's a mismatch between me and them. But that being said, we are going to come back with all the news about UFC 266, what to watch, who not to watch, and all the Masti and Maza only on the Fighting Goat. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this quick commercial break. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 3030 of the 30, Fighting Goat. 30, 30. We just spoke of some excellent mismatches. And if you have your suggestions or your picks on which are the biggest mismatches, you can write directly to us on all social media platforms, IVM Podcast. You can catch me on Instagram, somesh.camera and on Twitter, somesh underscore camera. Chips, hit it up. Yes, sir. Write to us, reach out to us, talk to us. We're always open for a conversation, especially we've been nowadays. We've been doing these lives on our channels. You can come and join the live if you want, even if you yes, with some Bakchodi and chat with us about fighting. My Instagram ID is at Arjun Chips, and on Twitter, I am the Mystic Chip. Yes, so please write into us. Please write into us, tag us, hashtag us, the fighting goat, hashtag IVM podcast, and tell us your favorite mismatches and get a chance to win some exciting yes, and last fighting week, goat merchandise. Yes, and last week Arjun Siba won it. So you can actually check out his Instagram because he put it up. Saying yes. thank, you, thank you, Arjun, for uh, putting that up. You are now a proud owner of fighting goat merchandise. So your chance yeah. to win much, much more. Don't miss out. But without any further ado, Mr. Kamra, we need to talk about this freaking ridiculously stacked five fight main card. I mean, well, first, hang on. Before we get to that, you told me some bad news. There's literally a main event fight that has now been pushed to the undercard. Well, speaking of a stacked UFC 266 fight card, let me tell you, Dan Hooker is on the prelims. What the? F- Dan Hooker versus Nasrat. Why couldn't they make this a six fight main card? Well, because there are three five minute fights. Five oh, round uh, fights. Sorry, uh, sorry. Oh, yeah, five correct. round fights. Three I'm sorry about fights. that. Yeah, 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 yeah there yeah, are yeah. three fights which are going to be five rounds, which means the show time is going to be extended. Yeah, that's that's true. But, actually, I never thought of that. But can you imagine? It's but we all with, know that Valentina's fight is going to end in like five in two minutes. <laughs> we all know. Come well, on. Are you predicting that to be a mismatch? <laughs> well, <laughs> but you know the thing is with Valentina, everything looks like a mismatch. Well, true. But the good part about Valentina is that she has said, if Amanda wins her next fight and I win versus Lauren Murphy, then I'm going to be moving up to 135 and challenging Amanda Nunes for her bantamweight belt. But that is for another day. But you know what? UFC 266, the best part is... Yes, sir. Let's get started. Arjun Chips and Superhuman Camera are going to be in the studio. We're going to be in the studio. Yes, we're going to be back. We're going to be back in the studio wearing cool clothes and you shall see me in my full avatar. Absolutely. And everybody, so don't miss out on that because we start live at 7 a.m. We have our opening show at 7 a.m. live on Sony 10 2. And then after the show, we do our entire post-show segment where Mr. Kamra and I will break down all of UFC 266 for you, all the musti, the maza, and the madness at 11 p.m. We're actually subject to when 11 the a.m. 11 a.m. Sorry, 11 a.m. Sorry. Yeah, uh, and, and that is happening on the 26th of September. So guys, yes. tune in, don't forget about it. Not but forget. speaking of the fight card, guys, let's just go straight into it. Jessica Andraj versus Cynthia Cavallo. The, the, the card starts with that. Can you imagine, like, Jessica Andraj is a former title challenger. It starts with her. It starts, it starts with, her. with her. Like, it's just, oh, man. Andraj, Going on. man. Andraj is, is the Tyson of the of, the, of that Absolutely. division. Absolutely. I've got Andraj every day. You can't count out that woman. Absolutely. You are not knocking her out easily. And, I mean, even when Valentina Shevchenko had her in a mounted crucifix, she was still okay. Like she, she woke up and like, okay, I guess you had to stop the fight because I couldn't do anything. <laughs> but she was not like, she was. it's not like she was like out of it and like, oh my God, kya hua Absolutely. She's going to come in totally motivated because she's had some controversial pictures leaked and she's angry about it. So, really? What? Hang on, hang on. What happened? I didn't yeah, know. Yeah, she had some controversial oh. photos of hers leaked and apparently, so, I mean, she's taken it well. She's taken it well, but obviously there's a lot of anger inside her. All publicity is good publicity. Absolutely. Well, so. actually, Depends. Yeah. It depends how you look also. Because Jessica Andrade, you know, she looks good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. She looks good. Strong, tough. Yeah. Can kick ass. It depends. I'm making the picture. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Even like delete, shift, delete. computer. <laughs> <laughs> well, for all the Mac users, it's shift, delete. For us, simple Windows guys, it's just delete. <laughs> it's what I hate. Everybody's deleting my leaked pictures. What the hell? Dude? <laughs> But yeah, speaking of deleting, let's not delete the next fight which comes into the picture, which is in the heavyweight division, Curtis Blades versus Rosenstrike. Oh my God, Blade versus Rosie. 
My God, it's going to be a good one. This, this, yeah. Stylistically, it's such a great matchup. It's great. It's great. It's such a it's such a beautiful one. It's obviously going to be having crowd in in this particular fight. So you know, I mean, I'm really really looking. Forward I don't know to who this. to lean towards though. It's a tough one because it's, both are tough. Both have got skills. You know, Curtis Blades, of course, got locked. Now his last fight was he got knocked out by Derek Lewis. But yeah. I mean, let's see if he's recovered from that because a lot of guys, you know, sometimes when fighters get knocked out, they take a couple of fights to recover from that knockout loss. Correct. 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 So, and is he going to be gun shy? Is he going to be looking? He's, you know, it's. I remember the first time when I got put down badly was because of an uppercut, which oh, I really? didn't see coming. Oh, wow. I got cracked in my face with it. Man, that's crazy. And for the longest time, I didn't even bob my head side to side for the fear of an uppercut coming up. Correct. Correct. I didn't. I didn't. I used to never. I used to never change levels and duck down. Right. Because of that. Right. 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 I think but, I still do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I retired shortly after. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of retirement, the next fight in the welterweight division are two fighters who are never going to retire. The return of Nick Diaz oh, and Robbie Lawler. My. But, oh, by the way, dude, an ultimate stat. Okay, ultimate stat. Since the day they fought the first time, 16 years ago, to now, do you know how many months it's going to be? 209. 209. Imagine. I mean, you cannot make this shit up. It's Absolutely. going to be 209 exactly. And that is Stockton, baby. That's and the area code for Stockton. It's well, 209. And the reference for that, what Mystic Chips is absolutely correctly saying, is the place where Nick Diaz and his brother Nate Diaz stay. Uh, thank you for Sto- Stockton, <laughs> California, 209. Oh, so and, if, oh my God. if you log on to their Insta handles, it also has Nick Diaz 209. And what a... Dude, I mean, gotta, I don't, I don't I, even I, know I don't what to say. It just cannot be a coincidence. Okay, I so, mean, you know, you can't do this stuff. You, you, can't, you can't, you know. You know, the first fight ended with Nick Diaz landing a check hook that caused Robbie Lawler to face plant. Correct. Out. And, you 16 know... 16 years back. 16 years. But you know what? The, the game has changed. I mean, Robbie was a champion after that. Robbie is a brutal marauder today. When Khabib so was probably tough. 11 or 12 years old. At when Khabib was 5 years old. <laughs> I remember it happened. But, you know, you know it, it's... Uh, oh, we've got to talk about Khabib another day. Khabib also... <laughs> I think Khabib is bored in the, at home because he's quit. He's bored. Yeah. And, and he's just been, you know... I, I don't like a couple of his comments that he made on Aldo, you know, because Aldo was right. Yeah. About a, yeah. a lot of things. You know, I said, you know, I think you're bored. You left the sport too early and... And t- maybe t- five years down the line, you're going to think like, shit, I should have stayed on for another two, you know? Well, and he also spoke about the ring girls not being necessary out there. Yeah, and he's got a lot of backlash for that. But I think, I guess, you know, Fedor Abilinenko also said that. He Fedor has come out in the defense of the ring girls saying that, how does that matter? Like, you know, it's a job. It just creates, it's, it's just a distraction from the violence. Well, Rusi Rusi Bhai Bhai. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of, there are no bye-bye Giri in this fight because both these guys, Nick Diaz and Robbie Lawler are going to come back to recreate history. And I can, you know, we can keep talking about the old school because these guys are, are going to just cut loose. Absolutely. F- the bell, screw the bloody decision. They don't no, care. They're going to come to take each other's heads off. They don't they're care. They're going to fight like it's their last fight. You know, in fact, it's such a surprising fact that Nick Diaz and Nate Diaz, they don't fight in championship fights. They don't fight in any of these fights, but still the UFC give them five rounds. They have to, no? Because they warm up <laughs> only after four and a half rounds. You saw what happened in the fifth round with Leon, uh, Rocky Edwards and yeah. versus Nate Diaz. I mean, according to pride rules, Nate won, but... <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You, know? <laughs> you saw the crowd, man. Crowd was cheering Nate and in his Absol- loss. Yeah. I, feel bad. I feel bad for Leon for that, man. I mean, he, he put on a stellar performance. In, I mean, Leon Edwards is extremely skilled, ladies and gentlemen. He's, he's amazing. He's really skilled, but he just doesn't have that. You know, he's like a Tyron Woodley. He doesn't have that likable figure to him. You know, it's, it's also come on, man. It's 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 also look who he's facing. He's facing the one of the one of the toughest SOBs on the planet. Yeah, he's facing yeah. the, the Diaz brothers, man. These guys don't build for anything. So I mean, sad. Nate, so sad Nate, for them. Yeah. Nate took Masvidal's hardest shots and was not even like foggy. Yeah. And Masvidal yeah. hits like a truck. He does. He does. We saw it versus Darren Till when he like man. knocked him out of that left hook. And it, Askren's knee, man. Yeah. Shit, yeah. dude. I mean, it's so, you know, I don't blame him. And plus he's, he's such a fan favorite. You know, everybody was cheering for Nate when he came on. 
it's 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 hostile territory man you know you know these diaz brothers are made of a different cloth altogether they and you know i'm sure it's going to be respectful but trust me 90% no, of the no no 90% of the crowd are just going to go with diaz because they have that gritty attitude and i love that dude 16 years ago steve mazagadi had to tell nick diaz to shut up in the first round <laughs> so can you just stop talking to robbie <laughs> like he stopped talking like I can't wait for Nick to throw his hands up and say like what 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 oh, I can't that wait that is going to happen Nick Diaz did it to Anderson the spider silver yeah. okay <laughs> Anderson bichara luckily he was you know he had just come back from his injury and he just wanted to focus on this you know being there <laughs> but that trash talk will get to you get to anybody i you know i swear to god they should get them mic'd up i think all the diazes should be mic'd up for their fans yeah, they should i want to see what should. he's saying that's all <laughs> just want to hear what he's saying what are you what could you be saying <laughs> well speaking of what you could be saying let us move on to the co-main event of ufc 266 mm. which is happening at the t mobile arena with crowd oh, it is so good the women's flyweight division is the champion valentina bullet shivchenko is taking on lauren murphy Oh my god. I I mean, you know when you talk about when you talk about champions then you talk about champions and then you talk about champions. And then you talk about Valentina Shevchenko. I mean, yes. This woman, you have to see her walk around the cage. It's you know when you look at movies and video games and you say, okay, you know, that's the assassin. You look at Valentina Shevchenko. She's a freaking assassin. Well, that's what that's why she's called the bullet. <laughs> It's cold, you know, you get the temperature drops when Valentina walks around you. You're like this something is bad is going to happen. You know, you we felt the same thing when Fedor used to walk in front of you. Exactly. The temperature exactly. just drops. It gets you know, colder. Again, again Russian. Again Russian. Russian. Same Fucking thing Russians, man. And so no but she's cold, Cuban. So she's Cuban Russian also. She speaks Spanish yeah. as well. She's from Cuba. <laughs> And she lives in Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> That means you know, she knows she likes her rum. So that's, you know, that's a good thing. So we have a hangout. We should take a old monk for us. Yeah, yeah. old monk for you, Valentina. <laughs> Since you like Ram, <laughs> no. But apparently, I've heard out of the ring, she's a wonderful, wonderful person. She's Absolutely, very sweet. Absolutely, she's very nice because my couple of my friends. I think in the last Abu Dhabi event, Valentina was there as a meet and greet for the fans. Yeah, and she yeah. was apparently very sweet. Very yeah. sweet. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, coming back to but once that cage door closes, boss. Then she's not sweet. <laughs> she's by by no means is she sweet. The way she bounces in that she opens up in that southpaw stance, yeah, the body yeah. kicks that open up that head kick is oh god. Um, I mean this. I mean sheer sheer brutality. You know. In fact, you know Robbie Lawler is called ruthless, but honestly, Valentina Shevchenko is no joke out there. She is so cold and god. brutal. You know. Just after scary, that, dude. You know she had a few head kick victories and she just. I, it's I, like you know that's all you got. And I'm I mean, like, oh man, she's so brutal. But the good part is that uh-huh. she's facing Lauren Murphy, and my pick is obviously Valentina Shevchenko. Dude, but Lauren is also no slouch, man. Lauren has been on a great run, and if anybody that can give the thing is, you know, you never ever count out a contender in a fight. Absolutely, styles make fights. We talk about mismatches, but sometimes, just sometimes. a champion can get unseated i mean when chris weidman took on anderson silva everybody and their grandfather was saying silva is going to tool this kid and weidman did the unthinkable he broke a 17 fight win streak correct that one was one of the most decorated champions in the history of fighting you know i personally believe that was more out of showboating he was a little you know see you, you know, know what? i can't even watch the replay of that fight because of the sheer pain You know because what? <laughs> I can't. I can't. Okay, I can't. But you know, honestly, what happens once you've won seventeen times in a row, you want to flaunt a little bit. But Valentina Shevchenko never flaunts. She let her win seventeen, then she might start. No, she's job to job. <laughs> she's job to job. And she's reason, ruthless. She's literally ruthless. You know the reason why I consider her as one of the greatest champions of all time is because her focus never shifts, and she has clearly said, "If Amanda wins the next fight, I'm moving up to one thirty-five, and, and I got to, oh man, and I'm challenging her for the bantamweight belt." And the only contender in that division who has caused some kind of problems, major problems, to Amanda Nunes is Valentina Shevchenko right yes. now. I see a declining Amanda versus someone you know, who is you know, co- even more motivated in Valentina Shevchenko. See, Amanda is getting puckered because she's finishing people off in like one minute. Correct. So, you know, Correct. skills can't be. If all you need is a right hand, then there's nothing else to show, na? If Correct. The first right hand that you land is breaking somebody, then okay. Then what else do I show about my game? But that's Correct. the beauty of taking on such a tough challenger because she'll have to. She'll be forced to fight. Yes. You're forced to use all your skills. You're forced to think. 
and that's where we will find out how good somebody is and amanda has proved herself that she's good she Absolutely. can hang she's a great champion but Absolutely. can she still do it with a rising valentina shevchenko we all hope that valentina wins and then she can move forward with the super fight because everybody is what waiting for that Absolutely. stuff as well and looking forward to the super fight the yes, main fight of UFC 266 is in the featherweight division between the champion Alexander Volkanovski and Brian T City Ortega. Yeah, and also it's the culmination of the two coaches of the Ultimate Fighter season taking yes. on one another and thank you for breaking the jinx because in the last 5 seasons the coaches never faced off with each other. Exactly. Like, literally. Like it's come on. Like it's really sad. Like, but yeah. thank God it's happening now. So it is. It happy. is. You know, the good part is TUF is back. It's going to be soon on air on Sony so, Network. Yes, sir. It's going to and be. And the awesome. coaches and the coaches are going to be facing off versus each other in the featherweight division. Alexander Volkanovski versus Brian Ortega. How good know, is that? It's going to be insane. But you know what's even cooler? I don't know which one of these men should, who would be excited to win because waiting in the wings is a fucking predator called Max Holloway. Exactly. Who's waiting for them? Saying, "Abi, tu dek, kon jitega tu dek? Main aara hu." Well, but Volkanovski has already beaten Ortega twice. Sorry, he's beaten. Uh, you know, that twice. is that is a very that's a question mark. That's a the, especially the last fight. It's a tough, close, razor, very close, very decision, close, man. True. You can't call that like beat. It's not like Amanda Nunez beaten. You know, it's it's. I mean, you know, he didn't thrash him, but he won. It's it's as simple as that. I I don't know. So that that's the thing. So you know that the last fight was a question mark. Was a big question mark. The first one, yes, he beat him. The second one, I think, goes to Max Holloway. So I'm looking at this as a rubber match. If Volkanovski retains his belt, but, but if if Volkanovski retains his belt, I don't know if Max Holloway will get that shot. But honestly, the featherweight division but is this absent. Is absolutely Who else is up stacked. there? Who else yeah, is up there? You know, we'll have to see. We'll have to see as to who's up there. But I completely agree with you because I think Max is next in line. But at the same time, Volkanovski has beaten Max twice. I don't know how this will play out, but let's see how this goes. So, chips, you know what? Let us just make our predictions. Dude, uh, it's going to be quick. I want the audience yes, also sir, to make yes, their sir, predictions. Yes, sir, yes, sir, so, yes, it's yes, going to be Jessica Andraj versus Cynthia Cavillo. We start with that. Andraj. Oh, uh, I'm I'm going with you, Andraj. Heavyweight yes, division. Sir. Curtis Blades and Rosenstrike. Oh my God, this is too tough. Uh, <laughs> Rosenstrike. Oh shit! I'm going for the same one. I, oh, I, I'm I'm gonna go. Uh, oh, you know what? Actually, let me just mix it up because Curtis Blades has good wrestling. Basically, team camera is so used to losing this game. I know. Last time also, you guys lost. By the way, <laughs> just just call me Agarkar. Like Agarkar. Like if I do, you know. So I'm I'm saying Agarkar. easily This is the main event of the evening. <laughs> I thought I thought would have said I thought would have said Abhi, it's cool. Jo bhi jitega belt de do. I mean, no offense to Kumar Usman, but I think we can make an interim belt here. Absolutely. <laughs> Come on, the UFC loves doing that. Yeah, we've created so many interim belts. Yeah, we should totally have an interim belt for there's this. There's a BMF belt. I think there can be a two o nine belt also. I think yeah, we should make a two o nine belt for yeah. sure. Yeah. We should make or we should make like any fight that has happened fifteen years before Ruska belt be. Like just because you're fighting each other after 15 years, and so many people have reigned and retired also in this Absolutely. time, Absolutely. and possibly passed away. But anyways, we're not going to be talking possibly. about that. Nick Diaz versus Robbie Lawler. Robbie Lawler. Robbie is as oh. ruthless as they come. He is a tough motherfucker. Wow. Okay. So you know what? I mean, the reason why I asked you first is because I had to process my own mind to see as to who will win. I think I'm going to be going with Robbie Lawler. You know, we can we can say what oh, you say, Robbie Lawler. Also, yeah, you yeah, got to say I, the opposite, I, man. Now, come on, you got to say the opposite. You know, Nick Diaz, four years, five years layoff. Yeah, I, but but Robbie, uh, but Nick Diaz is looking so good, and he's in shape, you know and his gas Nick tank Diaz, is let's forever. Go. Nick come Diaz, on, let's go. No, hang on. You know what, guys, ladies and gentlemen, we are not. I'm. I do not wish to be held. For picking this fight because it's unfair, it's against my religion, and it it goes against every fiber of my body because I love these two so much. They are old school through and through, 
Absolutely. And they're both bangers. I don't care who wins or loses. They're both winners in my eyes. Absolutely. But you know what? If you're going for Robbie, I'm just going to go for Nick Diaz. Just... Will, we will talk closer to Saturday. <laughs> when I am more tense and stuff. <laughs> then we will talk. Yes. Moving on to the yes, first sir. championship fight, which is the co-main event of the evening. Valentina mm-hmm. Bullet. Shivchenko taking on Lauren Murphy in the flyweight division. Bullet, baby. Bullet. All way. Bullet bourbon, bullet vodka. Oh, you know what? See, bullet. you know, like there are some fighters where you have to even pick the round. And this is that one. So tell me which round. Hey, no, come on. Come on. <laughs> tell me. I will give her it to Valentina end of round two or early round three. Okay, great. So I'm going to go for Valentina Shevchenko. She's going to finish it maximum by round two. You can't say maximum. But then it okay. opens all three rounds for you. You have to say which round exactly. Round two. Okay, done. I also said end of round two or early round three. Yeah, so that is that is round two or round three right. from Mystic Chips. I'm okay. And main event time, two. main event: Alexander Volkanovsky and Brian T. City Ortega. Is it going to be hashtag and new, or and is it new. going to be hashtag and still? It's going to be and new. I think uh, T. City takes this. Brian Ortega has improved so much in the last few fights. He's looking great. He's got great hands. Not to mention he's slick on the ground with his jiu-jitsu. It's going to be a fun one. I can't wait to see. Uh, this fight. Ortega though. I'm on Team Ortega. That's crazy because... And I also s- Team Ortega won at in the Ultimate Fighter. A, absolutely. Team Ortega did win in the Ultimate Fighter. However, I am going to go with Mystic Chips on this one. I'm on T-City side because I see a lot of advantages for exactly. T-City over the current champion, Alexander Volkanovsky. But let's see how this goes because Alexander Volkanovsky had also shocked Max yes, Holloway. Sir. In yeah, he has, fight. you know, and don't account out Alexander Volkanovsky ever because he's a tough, tough fighter. He's got that fighting spirit. He is, it's a tough one, man. These guys are, we're making predictions, guys. Please feel free to chime in with your own predictions. Yes. Tell us if we are right or wrong and join the conversation no matter what. We say, it's, it's, these predictions are just a fun way to do analysis. And that's why we do it the way we do it. Because yeah, I mean, there are no competitions, but if they were, Team Chips is leading over Team Camera, 500 million to one or two. Agar karke dikhau to. Chalo, chalo, take it. Chalo. Everybody's been clamoring for me to cut my hair. So if I lose these predictions, I will cut it by one inch. Chal. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Done. So if Done. Mystic <laughs> Chips doesn't get through this one, he's going to chop his hair off. and On TV like was... this. I just go like, click yeah. like that. <laughs> Alim Hakim. Mr. Ali Makim and the entire and all the hairdressers, <laughs> please take note that this, is, this needs to happen. But that being said, ladies and gentlemen, this was an incredible, incredible episode. This is our 30th episode. We would just like to say thank you to IBM Podcasts and all our fans for showing us all the love to Mr. Kamara and I. We are looking forward to UFC 266. We're going to be in the studios on Sony 10.2 at 7am on the 26th of September. Join us. We're going to be talking about the fights on Instagram. Please tag us, hashtag us. So, Mission, I have mentioned our handles, but don't forget to catch this content and much, much more only on ibmpodcast.com. This is Arjun, the Mystic Chips, along with Superhuman Camera, saying sayonara and see you next week.